Kia ora and welcome to the Take Your Meds podcast. I'm your host, Gemma Rose. I'm a trauma recovery coach and founder of No New Things and Ritual, my online programs that transform your inner world. Season two of the podcast is all about the new paradigm of leadership. I've called in some pretty extraordinary millennials to chat this through esoteric, philosophical, spiritual, indigenous, and creative lenses to shift your mindset. Let's go. and welcome to the Take Your Meds podcast. I am so excited to be sitting down with a soul sister, Sarah. Thank you for being here and welcome to the episode. How I would introduce Sarah is like a multidimensional, multifaceted, uh, extraterrestrial, extra dimensional human being. Um, I met Sarah through our mutual friend at Awanya Judson and it was like a beautiful soulful connection that emerged where yeah we had a mutual interest in dance um, a mutual interest in excavating our inner universe and um, I guess what I really admired and loved with what I saw in you Sarah was your embodiment of the dark feminine, as well as the light and how you could really integrate so many, so many experiences within such a short period of your life to really find meaning and purpose from your pain and to be able to um, express yourself in a way that feels so playful and so like free. Um, while also grounded in the reality of the human experience. So um, Sarah is in real estate and is also a facilitator um, and just an extra, extraordinary human being. So kia ora and welcome Sarah to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. We've just sat with this beautiful card of the void from the Starseed oracle deck and this question has come up right at the end here with the void being about embracing winter and the great cosmic wound room of how are you being called to surrender to the unknown mystery of your life and i'd love to start there because why not ah that was so lovely to just hear that introduction so thank you um Really, really beautiful. And just firstly, want to speak to our connection. And yeah, when we first met, like very quickly, I knew that you would be someone that I would get along with very, very well. And very quickly, you uh, allowed me the, yeah, the permission to just be more of myself within your presence. And it was, it was really beautiful. I was like, oh my God, I'm like more playful and more crazy and more. And like, and that was okay. And actually that was like praised. Yes. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, and, and generally it can be like, oh shit, I'm a bit much. Or, oh shit, I've gone a bit deep here. I need to like rein things in. <laughs> actually happens often. So that was, yeah, really amazing. And um yeah, just wanted to stop that. Thank you, sister. That is honestly like the biggest compliment 
Like if you could be a person that could just allow people to be who they truly are, like the safety that like, I guess that's my heart in my embodiment of like doing this work is like, how can I create a sense of safety within myself to be too much and to be everything that is authentic and true for me, regardless of the programming outside of me that says that that's crazy, that says that that's too much or too emotional. How can I create such a sense of safety within myself to be what is true for me? And in doing so, be a space for other people to allow themselves to kind of break free from all the bullshit. <laughs> Just to like, yo, this is what's true for me too. And ah. I guess in like waving your own like weird flag, it just creates the space for other people that resonate with that type of weird to like be with you in that. And I think that's so beautiful. So thank you. Thank you. This, so is, much. this is like a sequined flag and so is mine. And that's why I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can see that. There she is. Yes. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. Hi. <laughs> I love yeah, it. That, that is exactly what you do. So mm, thank yeah. you. Thank you. Well, I'm curious to start in this place with this question around the void and like what's coming up for you as we kind of enter into this void, this space in this podcast. We're going to be exploring the new paradigm of leadership, what that even means, and getting open and curious about what wants to unfold. But the question that came through here is like for you. Where are you being called to surrender to the unknown mystery of life? Do you feel connected to sharing something that's alive for you with that? Mm, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a big one, isn't it? Because I've realized more and more how much I like to have control in my life. And I don't necessarily like to know what's going to happen, but I like to have control mm. um so surrendering to the void and the mystery of life and where it will take you is is a is a massive thing to mm -hmm. go yeah I'm just gonna like surrender and I'm gonna allow myself to kind of like go into these different areas even within me that I'm gonna start um allowing these areas to come forward and to look into these different areas within our lives and I think this is what shadow work mm. and delving into doing the the inner work um really really means and I've done a kind of a six-week um course uh which ended a, probably about a month ago where we literally went into the void and um it was a trip um we yeah we like where do I start where do I start with that I guess for me over that time there was so much stuff that came to the surface um so we all have these these different experiences and things that have happened within our lives some good some bad some people it creates trauma for them other people it they might be able to like kind of brush things off a little bit more mm. depending on on their sensitivity and and what happened and all of the whole situation and you know in some cases 
we can totally suppress some of these experiences that that happen to us and in delving into the more darker more shadowy areas within you when you're going into the void um these experiences can rise and come to the surface and you can then start knowing or feeling or seeing these experiences Mm. and that is no easy uh thing to do it's uh very confronting and it takes a lot of courage Mm -hmm. um and so that's why I just think anyone who's like doing any sort of internal work or inner work whether it's like therapy energy healing ayahuasca plant medicine different you know there's a whole lot of different things that we can do but in some way looking within Mm -hmm. to see what's happening within them and why their external experience might be the way it is Mm -hmm. um, it's just incredible because it's not easy and it is um it, it can feel like really trudging through mud a lot of the time. Yeah. However, the payoffs of of doing this work literally changes your external world. Mm. You know, and a, a teacher of mine kept saying to me over and over, your internal world is a reflection of your external world. Mm-hmm. So what what is happening around you is is a reflection of what's happening within you. Mm-hmm. And so if you've got, yeah, like at one point I remember feeling like I had like a war. I literally remember ha- feeling like I had a war going on inside me. Um, and 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 you know as a as a result, like there was a lot of shit going on in my external world. Um, so the void and going into this, this whole of like mystery and unknown and darkness basically of, and delving into all of these areas is, um, is huge. Mm, Yeah. Wow. Oh my God. This like, yeah, no small talk. We're all the way in. Um, kia ora and welcome to the podcast. This is so potent. Yeah. This is so potent and there's so much coming up for me already with your share. And I'm curious, like kudos to you for going into the void, you know, like it sounds like you've just come out of this experience of going into what had been simmering beneath the surface, which what I'm hearing is a war of sorts. Like that's so fucking hard to be with that, you know? And so I'm curious, how did you navigate the discomfort of being with the war that was within and where did you reconcile like where did it come into harmony was there a point where things harmonized and what did it take for you to find that harmony Mm. (laughs) so um I guess like firstly I want to say that like I have done this internal work and not particularly because I've wanted to but I've had to I've had no choice because I've been depressed I you know to the point where when I was younger I would be driving in my car and I would just want 
I couldn't I couldn't really kill myself like that wasn't necessarily a thing for me but I would have wanted someone to just smash into my car and kill me like it was just so fucking hard you know mm. and so <clears throat> it's taken me like 10 years to get to this point where and 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 still recently just going into the void in this like last last six weeks or so um where a few more things have clicked into place so like it's not a, a short journey and within the time I've done like a whole lot of different things to help reconcile the pieces um and and put the jigsaw puzzle together right you know? yeah you know I always, I always felt like there was at least like three pieces that were fucking gone missing and I just didn't know where the hell these damn <laughs> so relatable yeah. <laughs> yeah and you know and then you get like oh there's two pieces now you know and and there'll still be more but but getting these bits over my life has been able has been has been giving me the ability to understand things and see things from a higher perspective mm-hmm. and realize and it's fucking it's not easy to get to this perspective either I've been right in it but the perspective of like I can see the bigger picture of why these things happened um and how that's gonna that's not only gonna help me to understand and realize and see all of these things but how that can impact the people around me mm-hmm. and and help other people who are on this journey at different stages yeah and I guess like there's been no like healing isn't isn't uh, it's not one-dimensional it's like there's so many different ways in which it can go and for me I got taught this by another one of my teachers as well and she talked about the spiritual journey and the healing journey and she said that there's kind of a couple of different ways it can go one way is the more masculine journey which is like right we're gonna, we've got the root cause, we're gonna go in there, we're gonna grab it, we're gonna pull it out, and we're gonna just like, yeah, we're gonna do breath work, and we're gonna do this, and we're gonna do that, and we're gonna blah, 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 and we're just gonna, yeah, I'm so driven for this healing, you know, and there are people like this that are just like, yeah, more masculine, more intense, like, and I feel like I've definitely had moments of like, yeah, I wanna get this sorted, I wanna do this, I wanna do therapy, let's do this, like, I've mm. definitely been on that, but what got me which and this is what I love about what this teacher was saying is is the feminine way of healing is is things gently unfold as they need to like I see it like a flower like the petals like kind of falling Mm. um or the flower even unfolding to to be a proper flower I don't know what flower this is um but it's like a it's like a natural progression of when you're ready these parts will will literally show you and the right teacher will then show up mm. and the right therapist then comes along and then oh gosh I got invited to an ayahuasca ceremony amazing mm. oh you know I've just met this person who's told me about this new thing and that really triggered something in me and it's just this natural unfolding of healing and I wow. just loved that I loved that and I think Sometimes we think we have to like do the thing, do the healing, blah, 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 blah. And 
in some seasons we do Mm. but in my experience it has been more of a like oh this has been my my first teacher oh here's my second one and they've just kind of arrived as I've needed it Mm, wow that is such a shift in paradigm like profound especially feeling into the words that came through from that card of like full surrender and like letting go and just trusting that actually you can do less and everything is getting prepared and what a beautiful paradigm shift from that masculine approach to the feminine I've never looked at it through that lens and can definitely see myself kind of finding a balance in between both of them at the moment um, especially in training as a breathwork facilitator and just finished my trauma recovery coaching cert I'm just like yep got it (laughs) and also to be a student of life in the curriculum that is in the present moment is like you say this really beautiful flower unfolding And if we have the ability to just have faith and notice that actually as this petal comes through, there is the teacher. Like, wow, that is so liberating. And that kind of frees up some energy. I feel like a bit more spacious and a bit more playful. Like, okay, like what can I do with all this extra time not focused on getting into the root cause, you know? That's right. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And and I guess the other point to to your point is for me like I've always not always but most of my life I've like had full-time jobs and I've worked as a sales rep at L'Oreal and I've done you know I'm in real estate and I'm busy with my job yet I have also had the time well I've made the time to prioritize this healing but it hasn't completely taken over well at times it has taken over my life yeah but I've tried not to let it take over everything and so that I have a life and I'm doing my work and I'm in the world and I'm living and I'm learning as you said from the present moment and from what life brings because there's so much healing and in just living and Mm. like our everyday life and also bringing in healing and um and intentionally sorry, that was a weird word, intentionally uh, going to therapy, intentionally um, having my group of, you know, healers or workers around me who who support me. Mm, yeah, I hear you. And I feel like as well, what seems really alive is like, you're not doing this in isolation. Like you're identifying these different areas that you want to grow leadership in, say, and being like, okay, cool. Where can I be in community with others who have achieved a sense or not even achieved? That's so masculine, right? Or like have an embodied sense of maturity around the area that I'm seeking growth in or feeling a connection or a call or a pull to create some shift or alchemize or transform a part of me. And like, has that always been true for you? Have you always kind of been connected into a community or a teacher or a mentor or a coach or a therapist to support you with that? Or have you been able to find, I guess, a discipline within yourself to coach, guide and mentor yourself through what you're growing and going through? Mm, yeah. Um, 
mostly I've been given teachers, I would say, along, along my journey. Um, and there was a part where I completely gave my power to the teachers. I love this. Let's go here. Yes. Right. Which what is, does that mean? Uh, okay. So that, that meant for me, basically saying, I can't make a decision by myself because I need to talk to my therapist and see what she says for me to do. Mm-hmm. So, and I, and I, yeah, it's definitely a great uh, learning for me and I can really relate and resonate with anyone who, who has the same journey, but I did that for quite a while. It was like, mm-hmm. Sally says that I've got to do this or Sally says that bloody, bloody, blah. And it's like, well, actually, hold on a sec. What the fuck do I think? Mm. What do I want to do? What mm. do I think is best for me? Mm. And really just giving away my trust and power to someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm super passionate about therapy and specifically psychotherapy because what I feel, I've had two psychotherapists that I've worked with in my life. One called Karen, who was my first, and she was incredible. Shout out, Karen. Karen, go Karen. Um, Team Karen. And and also Anthea, who was my most recent psychotherapist. And what I feel about psychotherapy specifically is that they will guide me to find my own answers. Mm. Because I know what's right for me. Mm. I don't need to be told what's right for me. Mm -hmm. And for someone who's vulnerable, feeling a bit shit or depressed, you know, you, you need, in my opinion anyway, and just, just my experience, I guess, Mm. for someone to like empower me and lift me up and be like, yo, you know, let's go through this and let's, let's, I'll hold your hand through this as opposed to being like, I know what's right for you. Mm -hmm is is just so different and I guess like it also stems back to parents right so parents coming in and being like I know what's best this is what you should do or this career would be great for you or don't dye your hair that color or don't wear that or all these types of things as well which Mm -hmm. parents they have the best intentions and they oh my god love us so much but they do this Mm -hmm. because you know through our own life experiences and things like that we want to I don't have children myself but we want to like give that knowledge and experience over to our kids so I think there's a number of ways in which a person can give away their power or kind of have their power taken away from them Mm -hmm. Um, and so for me I am yeah really really passionate about empowering people Mm -hmm. empowering others um and it's like not something I have as a job. That's not like a job I have. Like if I was a therapist, like that would be my first thing is to like empower and guide and hold people's hands. But it's not, but it's something that I find that I love to do mm-hmm. with the people around me or the people I bump into or, you know, whoever. Mm-hmm. Because it's been really important to me to yeah be empowered in my decisions and be empowered in who I am and it's a real journey yeah yeah I hear you I love this conversation so much because I resonate like just at such deep levels of like you know when someone asked me 
It was a Darwinia. She said, we were working together um, at Darwinia Judson. I had become a mother and was experiencing postnatal anxiety and psychosis and depression. Like it was just a whole lot of like identity crisis. And I remember we started working together and she said, what feels true, good and right for you? And that was the first time that someone had asked me that perhaps in my life, which then invited me to consider, wow, my identity has been constructed externally my whole life, whether that be in relation to someone else, a project, um, a place or a setting. My identity has been constructed and created with the external So how might I develop that with the internal? And it really opened up such a beautiful, deep transformation for me um, to what I would describe as like soul retrieval, like actually meeting my authentic self. And that that's still unfolding to this day, that I am still in devotion to connecting with that part of me that because of codependency that I have learned because of an anxious avoidant attachment style that I developed because of my maladaptive coping strategies to self-soothe the void like mindlessly scrolling on social media and overworking and drinking too much and socializing too much (laughs) um You know, I got to really sit, learn to sit with the discomfort of not being connected to my authentic self and then go to work in the void of everything that was disconnecting me from that and really begin to pull back those layers and reveal this beautiful, beautiful soul that I get to connect with daily. And I'm just so curious for you, like, And for people listening to understand for you, like, okay, cool. We've been talking about this kind of stuff in a high level way, in like a conceptual way, spiritual, esoteric, you know, what does it look like and sound like if you reflect on your journey of really coming back into your authentic self, say using those words, what would you say are like the three things that have supported you the most to create that connection within yourself and peel those layers back? Mm. Yeah. I would definitely say therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I said, I'd done a number of different kind of types of therapy, but my most favorite was psychotherapy. Um, I think that journaling has been a really big part of my journey and it sounds so basic and simple, you know, Mm -hmm. I I don't do it so much anymore, but when I was depressed and when I was really in the thick of what I was going through, journaling was like my absolute savior, Mm -hmm. you know, to have a space where no one would read it. Um, it was safe for me to express Mm. and you know some of the the feelings and the thoughts and things at that time were 
were very dark and um you know kind of crazy thoughts and so to have a safe space for me to express where no one would read it and for me to just have that time and I spent ev- like every day I would write mm. and it was it's just it's so so important like mm-hmm. that was a big part a big thing for me journaling um and then the third thing which again I probably have different ways of doing it these days but there was a point where I would meditate for hours. I almost used it as an addiction, I would say. I almost right. used meditation to escape. Oh, yeah. I would meditate for hours and hours on end. Um, and I mean, I had some really profound and awesome experiences during that. And it's like definitely not the worst addiction you could have. Yes. <laughs> But I definitely used it as escapism for a while. Um, but it really helped me to connect back to me mm. and, and start really listening to myself and my intuition and my own inner guidance mm. um, and being able to hear that because when we're so busy, when we're always doing things, when we're working, we don't make the time to actually come back to ourselves Mm -hmm. and really like like hear your soul if that's what you want to say like really listen to and really connect with your soul and Mm -hmm. who you are and yourself on a deeper level um Mm -hmm. and I mean I know that could sound really weird to people but it's just the truth for me and I can hear it's the truth for you as well a hundred percent yeah yeah and there's actually a book that I got guided to called meet your soul Ooh, and yeah it's been one of those really important books and it guides you through different practices to literally meet your soul on a deeper level like to the point where you have like you find out your soul's name and like it's it's really quite profound. So meet your soul. I can't remember the um, the author's name, but um, I did a session with this lady and it was amazing. So that would be yeah. something that I would, I would look into. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Cause I'm like, okay. Okay. Say you're like listening to this episode and you're like, Oh my fucking God. You're like speaking to me right now. <laughs> like, I'm wondering what, and it's so like so beautiful you've shared this book people can go and pick that up get curious if there were like a couple of questions that someone could like pull over the car right now or like stop what they're doing at their desk with their work or like stop studying while they're listening to this in the background and just like get curious with a journal and a pen would there be some questions that you could share that might encourage people to come inward? Well, the the question that I would write out every single day at the top of my page was, what am I feeling? Mm-hmm. And sometimes we don't even know what we're feeling because we're so busy and we're so on to the next thing. So I would just sit and what am I feeling? 
And then from there, wow, like it's incredible what we're actually feeling. And it would allow me to go into this and that and this thing and, you know, the situation that's happening or happened. And that was a really good opening that I used every day. What am I feeling? Um, and I feel like the other, the other question, which has been really powerful for me, is around forgiveness. Because and now more than ever am I really feeling the power of forgiveness. And not even necessarily for the, the bugger over there that you need to forgive, but just for us. Mm. So that we can let go and we can like not keep living in the past and like move forward. And I think it's like I think forgiveness and journaling around this and feeling into forgiveness is a really like underrated tool oh yeah it's so powerful you bring this up I want to share this morning in my own practice mind body spirit every day I have a ritual um, to deepen that connection and it's intuitive you know what does my body need what does my spirit need what does my mind need and this morning, I knew I needed to do some yoga to create some spaciousness. I knew that I needed to write to kind of cleanse what was kind of moving through my thought space. And I knew that I needed to sit in the silence for five minutes. <clears throat> and I didn't know what was going to happen in that five minutes, but I just trusted. And as I came into devotion and the stillness, I was invited into a place of deep forgiveness and I just feel called to share what that process was. It was all intuitive. And, you know, in those moments of stillness, it is a surrender. It is a prayer to God, spirit, source, universe, whatever's in resonance for your higher power of like, where am I being called to let go even deeper? How could I surrender even further? And forgiveness came through this morning. Like, this is so wild, Sarah, but also not. Um, and so what I noticed within my own experience was the connection energetically. And I, I could really feel and sense a cord between myself and particular people that I had been holding this kind of anger and resentment and frustration and rage towards and almost like withdrawing my love from because of my perception of something that had taken place and what I made it mean and the energy that was in my body as a result of those experiences and what I was invited to do in that experience was just notice that cord to that person and the, the this kind of bubble of energy that sat around them and as I went through each person, just inviting, you know, that person to be really visible within my meditation, my visualization, to just declare, like, I forgive you. And to notice that bubble around them pop and the energetic cord unplug and call my power back into myself. And there was some that was so difficult. And the most difficult was myself, was actually forgiving myself for perpetuating my own suffering, forgiveness to myself for 
the energetic leak of allowing this connection to continue to drain me of my life force energy, drain me of my ability to actually be creative and express and manifest what's true for me in the fucking present moment, not the past. And so, you know, for someone listening, if there is a connection or a resonance, you know, this is a really simple exercise you could do to connect in with those people or those places that still hold that charge of like, fuck you (laughs) or whatever it is. And inviting in and noticing of what that energy looks like, feels like, and sounds like, and your relationship to that person and that energy and inviting it to come home within yourself and to really invite in this energy of letting go and forgiveness for yourself at the end of that process. And I'd love to hear, like, what does forgiveness look like and sound like for you, Sarah? What what is a practice that someone might be able to pick up and try on mm, mm. oh love that I just love all of that mm. um how cool um so what I was just thinking or feeling was around a journaling um question around forgiveness and yes you know um something like um who do I need to forgive to move forward or who do I need to forgive to, yeah, for me, it's to move forward because mm. we want to be able to move forward. And this has just been a really, like, within the last week has this type of perspective um, been happening for me. So I feel like I've previously been a bit stuck in, or not, well, yeah, that word, stuck, um and in the feeling and in the emotion and in the the things that have happened in the past and through yeah I guess a number of different things have I been able to come to a place of and I'm still it's still a process especially when you know different things have happened over our lives but being able to come to a higher perspective and seeing things from a a different way and what another one of my teachers was saying was you know you can you can create the perspective you can see it you can choose to see it from a different perspective so at the moment you're seeing it as this negative perspective and you're actually creating that so if you were to see it at a slightly different perspective Mm. what would that mean for you and how would that how would that be for you? And suddenly I was like, shit, if I slightly change my perspective of what happened and create a different story within me, that opens things up. Wow. And it lifts things, you know, and it's it's actually quite quick too. Um, so just wanted to mention that part on perspective. And when you were talking about the forgiveness element as well, and you said that you were t- you were working with um, like a few, you you felt like a cord or an energetic cord or something between different people, and I've done very similar things over the years, and um, kind of just about to mention that um, 
there's a, a man called Dane Thomas who is, oh, I don't even know how I would explain him. He's like an artist. He created a um, healing technique called the spiral and it works on your chakra system, your inner emotions, and it clears, it gives you like a really deep clean internally is how I would, and it's apologies, it's not like how he would talk about it, but that's how I'm going to say it today. Yes. Um, sorry, Dane. Um, but he, he wrote a book called um, Clear Your Shit, and it's about you emotionally clearing the shit within you. And he has instructions on how you can clear the um, connections or emotions that are blocking you from whatever you want with different people. And so I would quite often do this practice of like, who is there anyone that's blocking me from this? Or can I clear the connection between me and this person so that it feels like an easier relationship? Mm. and it's so powerful so like what you did this morning between using the forgiveness between you and these different people like it's it's a, such a powerful tool to be able to do and to use and I think sometimes like just like you like I'm super intuitive I just make shit up and do it, <laughs> and, it and I'm like wow that worked cool yeah um and I think there's just so many different things that we actually can do yes. when we listen to ourselves. We know what to do. Yes. We actually know what little tools and things we need to use. We, we know which book we need to read. We know all of these things going back to like empowering ourselves and our healing journey and the feminine approach that it's all there. It always is. Like, yes. Um, and it, it's, such a, it's such a shift too. And I wonder like, you know, if I go back in time and look at younger parts of myself that have brought me to a point where I could, I guess, sit in a ceremony with myself, trust the inner resources to emerge, to guide me to do whatever it is I need to do in the present moment. Like there is so much that had to happen before that is a possibility within myself, you know, and I do feel like for me personally, I have I have needed a, a mentor, a guide or a coach or a book or a resource or something outside of me to help grow my, my understanding of my spiritual self and of my emotional energetic being in order for something like that to come through. I guess that's the story I'm telling myself in this moment. Like there are periods where it's like survival of like, moment to moment, day to day, month to month of like chronic disconnection from the authentic self and the present moment. And then they're like, I guess the seasons where it comes back in and it's like all there, which then creates the access point to these kinds of resources. I'm just kind of speaking to make sense of what I'm listening and hearing with you here, but curious to see what your views are around that like what's mm. your felt sense I just feel like the tools guide us and and sometimes we need them and sometimes we intuitively do our own shit <laughs> yeah basically it's for me like as simple as that a friend of mine said to me oh I'm I'm I've been seeing this therapist Anthea who I knew 
And I literally looked at him. All he had to say was that I've been seeing Anthea. And I looked at him and I went, oh, shit, I need to go and see her. And I just knew. And I just knew I had to go and see her and started therapy with her. Mm. So, like, it can literally be a sentence that triggers you. And you're like, oh, yeah, shit, I know I need to do that. Mm. Or it's me waking up and, like, yeah, no one's home. And I'm like, oh, yeah, there's some stuff I need to do today intuitively like it just comes to me that I need to like unblock my heart chakra and and see what's there like Mm. and and to use the book that I've been given and I know about that can help me guide that or to just not or oh I need a pen and paper today and it's just I think it's just both you know Mm. I think these tools are there to guide us so why not use them Wow, yeah, it feels like you're you have you have developed your intuition in such a profound way. Like, would you say that you have developed it, it sounds like your intuition is developed. I guess that's like I've got this word development and intuition and intuitive development and like just sitting here, you know, because it's like people hear that stuff, but then they're like, oh yeah, whatever, on to the next thing. But how did you create such a close connection and belief in your own inner knowing, I guess? Is that the question? Yeah, yeah. I so know what you mean. It's bizarre, eh? Because I have like more of a faith in my intuition around healing for myself and others than probably any other intuition and in business, like family, anything. Like I know the next healing thing is I know intuitively like it's it's very clear to me it comes through very clear to me Mm. Um, I learned that when I wasn't listening to my intuition and I was in a relationship that wasn't good for either of us and I was going to this lady who was who was also really amazing she wasn't a psychotherapist but she was also amazing and she would she she taught me to meditate which was incredible and she taught me from the basics how to tune into my intuition. And I'm not perfect at this. I'm not. I, I'm, I can be really good at it when it comes to healing and less good at it when it comes to probably real life stuff. Um, so she would say to me, like, you need to start with the basics. Because you're not listening, you need to start with the basics and you need to, to tune into your intuition. So it's like, you know, what do I feel like for lunch today? Do I feel like eating a sandwich or a salad? And like straight away, I'm like a sandwich. I want a sandwich, you know? And like, okay, so what I'm going to go into wear today. Mm. Do I feel like, you know, when you sometimes put on an outfit and you're like, nah, this is not working. This is not right. Mm. It doesn't feel right. So I was like, so I would, I would intuitively go, what do I feel like today? Do I feel like the black outfit with the red lips or do I feel like the white top and the pink lips, whatever it is. And I would feel into these little choices so that it got easier for me to then use my intuition on the larger things. Mm. Um, and as I said, it's, it's like a practice. It's like, I don't find it that easy and like physical, like, choices in my life but Mm. I find with my healing journey like yeah it comes quite naturally now 
Mm, wow. Thank you so much for sharing this. This is huge. Like such a beautiful starting block to really, because people listening to the podcast, like take your meds, you know, these are the meds. <laughs> this is the med. What do you feel like for lunch? What do you, what feels good to wear today? Like yeah. what a beautiful start starting block to then build that trust and connection with that inner knowing that you can feel into things and make decisions from that place and that that is a trusted place to be able to ground and journey life through. I feel like that's where life started to really blossom into deeper alignment for me. I guess noticing working in charity and philanthropy, there is a lot of um, external structures and systems that you need to prescribe to in order to get a vision or project realized and I guess I got to this point I got to this point where I was like actually what feels true good and right for me is to be so deeply grounded in an intuitive knowing or felt sense and to work backwards from that or forwards with that or sideways from that to kind of piece out the structure required for that felt sense to come to life. And there were ways where that could work within those systems and structures. And for me, it got to a place where my own intuition and inner knowing did not align anymore with operating within those spaces and places. And it, it was like an invitation, like, could you fall more deeply into trusting the unknown and the void here that what you feel to be true and no new things, my program, no new things and ritual were intuitive nudges of like, this is the name or the name coming actually in conversation. Once I started to be like, right, no, I've been given this for a reason. I'm going to go and do something with it. Um, and then starting to like peace out or receive downloads or other intuitive knowings about how it's going to take shape in its form and just trusting that guidance to do the one next thing, you know, and often we don't receive the whole picture. We're just invited into the next stepping stone of the journey to see the whole picture, but it's, would we have faith to move on to that next stepping stone even if that next stepping stone doesn't translate to the outcome you think to be true of that thing. It's like, that would always like kind of get me sometimes too, where it's like, hang on, like I've done the next thing, but that hasn't equaled the success that I thought was going to happen. And it's like, no, no, I guess like you were saying before, like what is a different perspective here? How can I get a higher perspective to support me to keep trusting these nudges and it's then that I start to see oh my gosh I was being called to do that so that I could discover this which is now guiding me over here which leads me to that that's right and, just, but like, like, yeah, wow yeah like it's, it's not we don't do the thing to get the outcome we're doing the thing to get the next piece of the puzzle that will keep us going on to the next thing and the next thing and that creates creates the full picture huge huge that you can do that for your healing journey like that's so medicinal yeah yeah like, huh? <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> yeah. What a, a level of faith and trust. Yeah, it's probably my biggest, my biggest, it's really interesting, isn't it? It's my biggest faith of like being like, yeah. And and sometimes, yeah, I'd say maybe more than sometimes with other people too. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I, I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure that if they tried this, it, it might help them. Or if they did this, or let's talk about this, or this is the right time to talk about this subject or this topic. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's really, it's, it's just so cool. It's so cool to be able to like, yeah, use your own experience to, to, help people and a lot of the time I feel like it is as simple as talking about your own experience Mm -hmm. that um allows like you were like we were saying before your permission is is granting people to be more of them it's like when you share your own experience you are allowing others to realize that what they're going through is normal or that they're they're not the only one going through that thing, or, um, oh my God, there's someone else in the same situation or similar situations. And a big part of healing, I think, is not feeling alone in it, not feeling like you're the only one in it. Totally. Because that can be a story we tell ourselves, like, I'm so unique in this. It can feel so real though, right? When you're in it and you're, you're, you feel like you're literally the only one who's fucking depressed and everyone's living these great lives, which is probably absolute bullshit. But, you know, we really do. We really do create that story in our heads. And when you're in it, it's it's hard to see out, Mm -hmm. um, see anything clearly. So, yeah, I don't know where that tangent was came from. but It's beautiful. (laughs) I feel like it connects back in with that higher perspective that's kind of coming through on this episode of like, you know, when we start to notice the stories that we're telling ourselves about what something means, yeah. could we notice that we're doing that and then be like, oh, look, I'm doing that thing where I tell a story about what this means and then ask ourselves and get curious, like, is there another way that I could look at this that is helpful and useful for my expansion right now in the season of what life's bringing me? And I feel like that's a beautiful thread that's kind of like weaving through everything here of like, we are meaning makers. And so, you know, that's what the mind loves to do. And when we can bring awareness to that as the way that it goes, we then, I guess, have a choice. We could choose something different. How might we be able to, I guess, yeah, realign, reposition, reimagine, reexamine the story from another perspective and just see, like, could this mean something else? And I think what's What I'm curious about is like, what about when you've built a whole identity and a whole like life around your pain and suffering from the perspective that you have become addicted to in your experience? How the fuck do you allow that to dissolve when you've created a life and a a personality around this particular situation in your life unfolding I think it I think it takes time um I don't think there's a quick fix on this you know I think people talk about like oh 
you know, this person is such a victim or this victim mentality. And like, I totally understand that. And I, I find it difficult when there are people that are, that's all they can be in. And I feel like I've been there. I've been in those situations where it was my current situation. It was my world at that time. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel I had to be in that to move through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and like also on another level, like they are a victim. Right. So they, they are the, like I was a victim. You mm-hmm. are a victim. We are victims. So there's almost like a like being like, yeah. I, I am, or you are, or we are, and maybe claiming that part and also being like, okay, cool, this happened. Now, how can I move forward? How can I go to that higher perspective? And for me, I have needed external help with that. Right. That's not something that I could have got to. I, I may have, but I've needed to work and recap. Re, you used a different word before it wasn't calibrate and I liked it and it was what I felt I do but I can't remember what it was renew reset restore recalibrate maybe it's recalibrate but recalibrate or work through it with this with the therapist and then for me there's a thing called network chiropractic which works on the nervous system and that's been able to, to allow me to kind of go from that stuck old patterns victim mentality area to push through that Mm. uh, very recently and like you know become the victor of our life and become the the you know have the realization that if I change certain perspectives of things I'm actually like claiming my power and being like oh yeah I don't have to have the be the powerless victim in this I can Mm -hmm. be the powerful victor who you know who's decided that that happened to me because of all the people that I'm going to help have also been through the same thing and how fucking amazing that's going to be or whatever the new perspective and new story that you want to create is and talking about our mind before like our mind can create all of these stories and all of these things. But I also just want to bring in like one thing, which I also think is important because I think intuition and following your intuition is super important. And I think there's a powerful part of mindset and um, like the reality of the situation and being very like um, practical Mm-hmm. as well so I'm like I I love intuition and I'm all about it and I'm also more recently about being practical and you know looking at finances and looking at things and not just being like oh I feel I need to spend this 10 grand on this and that and blah 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 you know like it's yeah. practical and in, in the way that I work and yes as well as listening to my intuition. And I think it's just important to say. Yes, I love that. That's so true. I feel like I've gone through like maybe 10 months of really allowing myself fully to feel into everything. And just like, it was almost like allowing the feminine essence of who I really am come up for air. Like finally, like 
Jesus Christ, I was doing so much. It was exhausting and like amazing. I have so much compassion for why, you know, I needed this masculine shell in order to be able to create some sense of self and to avoid everything that was under the surface. And then it was like, no, I'm not prescribing to that shit anymore. That's got to go. And then noticing this kind of being, just wanting to be with everything and just move in this more intuitive way. And then I'm doing some work with Bryony McKenzie at the moment. She is an incredible coach and mentor. And we've just done an abandonment list to really presence every part of my life that I am abandoning, knowing that that's my core wound. And really now from this place of like beautiful, we've done a lot of intuitive development. The the feminine is here and I'm not going to abandon her again. Um, I'm creating safety within myself and to go even into deeper integrity with the essence of who I really am. I get to look at the areas of my life I really abandon with too much of this feeling orientated approach and really, um, yeah, bring in some discipline, bring in some structure, bring in some order. And I guess I'm in this beautiful place now of kind of finding this more balanced kind of flow of both energies in my life to support me to get to where it is that I want to be um, even though I also can hold that right now is where I am and this is everything there is hmm. and so you know I felt connected to share that and you know this journey that you've just spoken into I you know, it, it moves me so much to feel into those people who could love me in my victim, that those, those people who could still see my soul in that are the stepping stones out of that place. And so when I'm we... Like getting emotional, yeah. Yeah, like... There is such a thing around like shaming people who are in that place of victimhood. And, you know, some people never get out of that um, or go their whole lives building this identity repetitively day in, day out around these circumstances. And I'm just so present to the kindness that was afforded to me in moments that I guess most people were rejecting or just being like, get over it. Like it's time to move on, grow up. Like what the fuck happened to you for you to still be like this? Like these are things people would say to me. And then I would feel even more shame about being in this place of victimhood. And it was only in being afforded a safe space without judgment of meeting me exactly where I am with kindness that gave me, I guess, hope of a different kind of stepping stone for my next move. And I guess a curiosity of like, yeah, what is beneath this or what else is there around this? Perhaps I don't necessarily feel it right now, but through this connection that I have had with someone else I've been able to find a sense of hope I guess and I guess 
two, like the loneliness that comes from being a victim and isolated in our experiences is very real. And so, I, yeah, I guess I'm just presencing. You never know what someone's going through. And if you can and do have the resources to offer a safe space of love and openness, and I guess what that has looked like and sounded like is just when someone opens up with you, it's like, hey, do you need a listening ear right now? Or are you looking for advice? And even offering that as a question to this person coming to you or even reflecting back like, hey, I'm noticing this is a conversation we continue to have together. What feels supportive for you to be able to come out of the space? I really want to be a stand for another future with you. Um, I'm curious to see what's alive for you in this conversation because I really feel like love is the healing balm. And when we can't give that to ourselves, there is these beautiful people that life brings us to support us to get back there. Mm. Yeah. Ugh. Um. Yeah, that, that definitely created an emotion for me because I feel the same in terms of being in that victim and those people that were so patient with me through, mm -hmm. through years and, you know, like learning a new spiritual fucking tool and going like, oh, my God, guys, I've learned this new thing. And everyone's like, cool. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, like, I just I have so much appreciation for, the, for my family and my friends and the people that have kind of been through me on the journey with the journey on the journey um and sorry you're gonna have to go back ah oh, victim what was the last bit of the question that you said it's like feeling into I guess love as that healing balm and yeah. if you okay. yeah if you can be yeah. that person what would you be yeah so I I feel like for me um there was a level of depth of love and listening that I really needed. And so what I try and be, if I can and have the space and time with others, is to be that, that loving reflection but also to listen on like a really deep level mm. and to give that person the full presence that they need. Mm -hmm. Because, I, you know, I think that actually healing can sometimes be quite simple. I think sometimes we need someone who is just fully present, mm -hmm. who sits with love and non-judgment and who can deeply listen to you and really hear you on all of these levels. Mm -hmm. And I think that a person who is able to do that, this, I don't know, this is just from my own experience, but from my own experience, you can only provide that when you've had to either go through, not either, you've gone through a lot yourself and you've held yourself through that mm -hmm. and you've gone to a lot of deep different layers within you so that you can then 
really hold that deep space for the person that you're you're in front of Mm -hmm. I love that and I totally agree there was something something that I've learned over the years attunement you know being able to to fully attune to your own experience and then offer yourself what you need in that moment is a powerful tool like what am I feeling what am I thinking what am I whatever sensing and what do I need like what do I need for today to be a good day like even being able to just attune into your own inner universe in a reality for that and I guess there's a caveat here that I want to mention of like in healing my own codependency patterns that unconsciously I've definitely noticed there's been times where that codependency pattern is then externalized in the dynamics that I have with people and that it can be quite unhealthy actually to continue being a a space and place for people to um, be in the victimhood and so I guess there is a learning that's taken place just around boundaries and where people might be coming to me or what are the dynamics that I've set up where someone gets a surrogate hit of the thing that they need to offer themselves and being able to be quite grounded in that actually we have moved beyond attunement and validation and connection and deep presence and love with where you are into you're being invited here into a a transformation are you willing to make the move you know And I'm curious, like what, what that brings up for you as well and how you actually have that conversation with someone, if you're beginning to notice that's where it's gone. Yeah. I feel like I used to identify and love being like the healer or like the therapy kind of lady. And so like everyone in my world would come to me and tell me their things and I would sit and listen I don't know how I got anything done, but, you know, would sit and listen and just had no boundaries, just Mm. had no boundaries around it. And that's something that I've really changed. Um, You know, I've kind of, kind of had to just put myself first Mm -hmm. and go, okay, cool. I'm looking after me. What have I got capacity for? If I've got capacity for, yes, I'll be in contact with this person or this person or whatever, but you know, what do I have capacity for? Like I have mm. capacity for my own stuff at the moment and I have capacity for, for others when I choose it. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. if they came to me and they needed me and they were a person within my world or even someone I didn't know and they were really going through some shit, I would make that time, I would make that work. But I think it's really, it's just case by case, isn't it? Like, mm. and, and intuitively feeling into it of when I need to give and not and still don't get it right all the time right um I think boundaries is a a lifelong thing but yeah it's it's a funny one like thinking I was like oh I'm just so special like everyone comes to me with their problems and it's like no girl you've just got no boundaries you just let people talk fucking two hours and what they want like a little bit of advice or help or something but it's like they're not actually doing their own thing or they're not they're not trying to work it out themselves or sit with themselves. Mm. And when this keeps happening, like you said, um, that's when I would, 
I probably would just stop being that person there that keeps perpetuating the same patterns mm-hmm. uh, and just not be as available mm. uh, and see whether that you know and and just speak that like hey I I only have a certain amount of time or yes I can meet you for a coffee I've got half an hour these types of things yeah uh, to really put you know to still be there if I can and I have the capacity but to say like hey so what are you doing about this like have you have you gone to therapy what have you done we're you know mm. not a, I'm not a trained therapist so who are you going to that is trained that <laughs> that can that can really help you you know yeah and I think a lot of the time I will refer to therapy like I'm like okay cool so what are we doing we're we going to therapy what are we what are we doing to to really kind of um yeah sit down and, and work through these things yeah yeah, I love I love how you frame this. It's like, it, yeah, it's partly being able to meet yourself where you are and understand what capacity you have. Partly clear boundaries and what you can and and won't do. And also, I guess maybe the wisdom to be able to zoom out and see: is this actually helpful? Is this useful? The dynamic that I have set up in relation to this person. And is my role here supporting them or actually keeping them where they are? And I think so many people at the moment are like a support person for someone or multiple peoples because like we've been through the fucking ringer over the last couple of years with COVID and everything that that's brought up to the surface for people. I know, you know, marriages are breaking down. I uncoupled from my husband. Um, People are changing jobs. People are having difficulties in friendships, people are going through all kinds of things. Their mental, people's mental health and well-being is not great. Um, and so, you know, I know a lot of people listening are that helper. They're the helper. They're the person that people come to for support. And so I think it's just been so nice to just presence this conversation because it can be like, shit, if not me, who? And actually looking at the savior complex and martyrdom that we have within ourselves, that actually people are self-sovereign, transformative beings that can support themselves through what they're growing through. Um, And I guess some really practical things in this conversation to support people if they're feeling like maybe even some resentments coming up in the ways that they're relating to people that they are supporting. So thank you for that. I've just looked at the time and I'm like, holy shit, we've been going. And so this whole episode is about the new paradigm of leadership, whatever the fuck that means. I would love to drop in as a closing on just, you know, what does that mean to you in terms of how you lead yourself and the ways in which you engage with the world? What is the new paradigm to Sarah Kane? Yeah, for me, it's about being authentic to myself and who I am and bringing that to the world. So I like, and yeah, I like to be embodied in who I am and what I do and what I stand for. And so I have worked really hard at, at that, I guess. Mm. Um, And I like to, walk through the world yeah just with a sense of like this is me this is me this is who I am like this is what I wear this is what I say 
this is what I like to do, this is what I'm learning about myself. Um, and I guess in the hope that, like you, it will give people that permission to be more of themselves mm. and to know that, you know, they're not crazy, they're not weird, they're not strange, they're not different. Well, they might be, but that's actually amazing. Mm-hmm. And to be more of who you are and, you know, shine your light more, all of that sort of stuff um, is how I guess I would like to lead, even though I don't really like that word, leadership. Um, I just see it as like be, being more of myself mm. and, um, and being really like, yeah, authentic to me and who I am and what I want to do. And yeah, that's wow. what it is for me love 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 well I want to say thank you so much for being so real and authentic in this episode and for sharing so much of your own lived experience and really opening up I guess some of the ingredients or levers or tools strategies and techniques that actually support you to be in a place where you are embodied and that you can be a student of what is unfolding in your life and to really support you to kind of turn pain into purpose or meaning in some way, shape or form when it flows. And so I just want to honor you and say thank you so much for being here and for sharing so many golden nuggets. I can't wait to replay this and like sit down (laughs) with my journal. Um, If people wanted to get in touch with you, what is the best way for them to do that? Uh, probably my Instagram is quite quite good. Um, so it's at Sarah Mish M I C H Payne P A N E, um, and that has my little pics and dances and things on there that might be might be helpful. Yes, thank you. I will put that in the show notes so people can connect with you. And I also feel like I want to say thank you. Thank you for posting about Okay Now Ladies. Like I found that through you and Okay Now Ladies has been this this space for me to be more, like to to be way more and to really allow myself to express in a way that is liberating. And so I want to say thank you for that. And I also want to say thank you for cruising around the Tron in the Tesla like I love it the spaciousness I think we should should touch okay now ladies actually yes okay okay I don't know five minutes or something okay go for it let's go because I just think yeah um so okay now ladies is a space where I went to and Gemma has gone to as well it's a place where women go and can express themselves through dance and the dance is fucking incredible and wild and sexy and beautiful and sultry and all of these things and also fitness and fun mm-hmm. and for me it's been a place through the therapy I've been doing and through all the work the internal work that I've been doing for me to express the more wild darker whatever pieces of me that need to be expressed and I feel really passionate and and feel really um 
strong about this because um, women have suppressed this side of themselves. Yes. For a long time, for a long time. Some women feel quite comfortable within the space, but I would say a good majority of women have really suppressed the side. It's the more wild side. It's the kind of, I want to be a stripper type vibe. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's been depressing to suppress that. It's, uh... it's yeah, it's literally created some depression for me. Mm. so a space that I can allow this more wild part of me to come out in a non-toxic way Mm -hmm. a toxic way would be getting drunk and going out and getting into trouble Mm -hmm. this non-toxic way of allowing this part of me to show up uh, is so important and I, I know that you resonate with this and I know the amount of people that I get when I put a dance video up after those classes that message me and be like I want to come I want to come I'm like just come along like yeah you will love it you might be uncomfortable for a little bit but you will love it and yeah I'm just super passionate about this this part of us the more darker side that we need to express and it's so important for us too yeah I love that I love that for me what came up with with this part of me is like I am a good girl and like I need to be good and I need no, to not I need to please other people, you know? And now I'm like, what pleases me is to go and twerk and then listen to my audible book on emotional and spiritual maturity on the way on the way back from Auckland. And I can do that. I can do both. And I feel like it's been so challenging to reconcile this part that is so like sexual and sensual and like wants to move in those ways and express and be seen in that way with like these other aspects of me as a mother, as a coach and a guide and a mentor, a podcast host, or even sitting on a board, you know, like how do I reconcile all of this? And I just love how healthy of an outlet okay now ladies is so thank you and I just love your passion and thank you for sharing it I get the same when I post up like the amount of people that will reply is like insane (laughs) guys we can do it we can do it it's okay yeah but it it shows the level of suppression like it shows that this is not something that women do comfortably or often and it's a big part of us and we just need to like allow that part to come out oh my god I'm just realizing it's a fucking Tuesday (laughs) which which means it's tonight yes (laughs) amazing okay when you drop into your heart do you feel like there is anything else that you want to share in this sacred space no just that I have loved being on here and thank you again for inviting me on. And yeah, just just lots of love is what I feel right now. So mm-hmm. feel really complete in what we've what we've talked about and shared. Thank you so much, sister. And thank you so much to everyone who has tuned into this episode. I'm so excited to hear what's really resonated and landed for you. So please slide into my DMs or get in touch with Sarah and let us know. Like it's so cool to hear 
you know, that one sentence or that one thing that you're going to pick up and try on that you're like have felt in your body that has really moved you, you know? So um, thanks for tuning in and I'll see you on the next episode. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I want to invite you to stop what you're doing right now and really reflect on what's landed for you in this episode. What was your aha moment? Write that down and turn it into an actionable goal for you to shift your reality. Inspiration without action leaves you where you were before this episode. So gift yourself this moment for change. If you've enjoyed the episode, please review the podcast. It really helps us grow the reach. Hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. And if you have a topic you'd like to hear more about, please slide into my DMs on Instagram at the underscore Gemma underscore Rose. See you next time. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition.